Dr. Bill Bright has a message for Christians today, and it's a simple, basic message. I would say to all believers, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Seek first his kingdom. Obey his commandments. Trust his promises. And spend the rest of your life getting to know him so you can love him and trust him and obey him without any hesitancy. This is Family Life Today for Friday, February 21st. Our host is the Executive Director of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. Today, a conversation with a man whose life is centered in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Friday edition. For the last couple of days, we've been listening back to an interview that was conducted recently with the past president and founder of Campus Crusade for Christ, Dr. Bill Bright. And I don't know if you've ever wondered this, but have you ever asked yourself what would have happened to Bill Bright if he'd never been converted, if he'd never come to faith in Christ? What do you think his life would have been? What would it have looked like? Well, he he described himself uh, a couple of days ago on Family Life Today as a happy pagan. Right. He was very successful in the candy business and had created a, a line of candies called Bright's Confectionery Candies, I Bright's guess. Bright's Delights, wasn't it? Bright's Delights, yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's yeah. right. Uh-huh. So, you know, maybe some major chocolate lines wouldn't, would, wouldn't be here <laughs> because Bill Bright would be ruling uh, in the candy world. But he didn't do that, Bob. He yielded and surrendered his life and signed over a title deed of his life along with his wife, Vonette, and... Uh, for more than 50 years, they not only have been married, but also have been in uh, surrendered service to Christ and have been used mightily by God. I think one of the things that has stuck in my mind as I've had the opportunity to meet and interact with Dr. Bright has been his remarkable focus. Most of us get distracted by mm. all kinds of lesser things, but I don't think I've ever seen him in any environment at any time when he's been distracted by anything other than the gospel. It's always about life with Christ. It's always about evangelism and discipleship and walking with Christ and getting to know the Savior. I don't know if he's paid attention to anything mundane in the last 50 years. I think some of our listeners would probably be shocked at how little television, (laughs) how few movies he's ever seen in his life. right. I doubt if he reads much of the newspaper, Mm -hmm. but he saturates his mind and his heart and his life with the scriptures. And I've heard him say on a number of occasions, I evaluate every day of my life as to how it will contribute to the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, if you think about it, it makes sense that if Jesus Christ said, I have the greatest commission that has ever been given that I want to give to you, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be wise for us to evaluate our lives and how they are contributing to fulfilling what Jesus called the greatest commission, to go to the world and proclaim the gospel? Well, let me take our listeners with us to uh, Bill Bright's living room at his condominium in Orlando, Florida, where we had the opportunity to uh, enjoy a casual conversation about some 
deeply profound subjects. Here's Dr. Bill Bright. By all measures of this world, uh, you, you have lived not a storybook life, but certainly a successful life. You undoubtedly have a definition of what a successful life looks like. Would you mind sharing that? Successful Christian life, and that's the sumum bonum, that's more important than any other, is the crucified life. Paul writes, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So the success of the Christian life belongs to those who know the reality of being crucified with Christ. Putting to death the flesh. Putting to death the flesh. And out of that relationship, where Christ is all, he is Lord, he is Master, he is Savior, he is King, comes joy and rejoicing and full of glory. Mm. So that's success. Being dead to self, alive to Christ. Mm -hmm. As a man, as a husband, and as a father, do you have any regrets? I shared one with you. My failure to, to... Witness to Coach Red Sanders. Mm-hmm. Coach at UCLA yeah. back in the early 1950s. Yes. That was an experience I've lived with all these years because I disobeyed God. Uh, Any others? I uh, obviously am uh, far from perfect husband or father or anything, but I don't have any regrets. I look back on a life that's been rich and full. Even the defeats, even the times of heartache and sorrow, God has used for his glory. Mm. It's like uh, Joseph said of his imprisonment and his problems as a result of being sold into slavery by his brothers, what you intended for evil, God used for good. And I've found that even in my mistakes, If my spirit is right, my heart is pure, my motives are pure, God turns my mistakes to blessings. Mm -hmm. Looking back over your life, you've done a lot of courageous things. Obviously, God at work in you. But what would you say looking back over 81 years was the most courageous act you've ever performed? Well, there are many uh, thoughts that come to mind surrendering everything, where we signed a contract to be slaves of Jesus, mm-hmm. putting everything in his hands, right? all that we owned or ever would own, that was simply an act of obedience. So I don't think it was that courageous because I was doing what he told me to do. Uh, moving to UCLA to start the ministry, I was the only one on staff. When I was teaching school and... Uh, she joined me the second year. I think, for example, when God led us to start Expo 72, you know, we had never done anything like this, and a good percentage of the staff, leaders, objected, and some resigned. Another time when uh, 13 men marched into my office, men who were like my sons, whom I love to this day, every one of them, and God never allowed me to resent them. 
but they came into my office and demanded I resign. They were taking over the movement. To this day, uh, when I've met them on different occasions, I give them a big hug and mean it. Say, I love you and mean it. That was something that uh, God used to be a blessing. Uh, incidentally, six of those men left. They were going to take the whole movement, and uh, 750 people joined the staff that summer. <laughs> and it was, it was like God pruned so he could give fruit. Right. Bill, you've been close to death because of your lung disease. Have you ever been afraid of dying? No. There's never been the fear no. of dying? As a matter of fact, God has graciously uh, given me the, the joy of dying. You know, face it, you can't lose when you go to be with the Lord. But Vanette and I were on this airplane out of New York flying to Washington one evening some years ago. And it rained all afternoon. The flight was delayed and delayed and delayed. And finally, the pilots apparently just took in their hands and said, we're going to fly. So within minutes after we got in the air, we were in the middle of a firestorm. I mean, a ball of fire and a tornado-type wind. And the plane was like a leaf in the wind. It was awesome. The wings were just going up and down like a, like a bird. And we knew we couldn't possibly survive. So Vanette and I sat there in the plane, held hands and prayed, and said goodbye, and thanked the Lord that we would soon be with him. And uh, it was very somber, and yet, uh, I, I can't say it was joyful, because frankly, it was frightening. The plane was just about to come apart from our perspective. And uh, we flew and flew and flew and just kept flying. And Washington is not that far away. By this time, it was night. And uh, finally, we landed in a little out-of-the-way airport and discovered that the lightning had struck a hole in the fuselage. Hmm. Now, I'd never heard of that before. Knocked out all the navigational uh, instruments, and uh, the pilot was flying blind. Hmm. And he was, when we got off the plane, he was as white as a sheet, and he said, in all my, many year, my millions of miles, I've never had an experience like this. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I didn't know it, how serious it was. Oh, I knew it was serious. But uh, uh, when I got to the Washington, D.C., uh, the next morning we rode a bus from that place to the airport. And I got to the, the desk, and the girl said, oh, you were on that plane <laughs> that was struck by lightning, and, and the uh, plane had a big hole in it. I didn't know that, of course. Wow. I never heard of that happening. Mm. So then I was in Ghana. I had a similar experience where in those days, most national airlines were not safe. <laughs> the flight was delayed again and again and again. Finally, after some hours, we took off. In the meantime, I'd gone around witnessing different people. Nobody seemed to be interested. And uh, so we got, just as we were off the pad, just barely, there was this big explosion. So I thought, tire blew out but we came to a screeching halt and got off and the the motor had blown up mm. 
And had we been, you in know, the air, uh, in yeah. the air, we'd be dead. <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable. So I've had a few of these. But it's not it's not the fear of death. We're, we're never sure how we're going to get there, whether it's going to be a bumpy ride, whether we're going to wind up with a disease that takes mm-hmm. us. But all of us are headed in the same place. Everybody, it's, uh, death is universal. Right. We're all going to die. Right. And that's the reason it's so important to know where we're going while we're still alive. Mm-hmm. Bill, someday the news will go out around the world because it will be an international news event of your home going. And when that happens, we want to honor Christ for what he did in your life. And I'm most certain that that will happen through your memorial service and all that occurs after your homegoing. But I'm wondering what you would want the world to know. Your final exhortation. Because we're going to play a, a tape of a broadcast like this with you that Bob and I have done and, and have some of your words on it. What would be your your final exhortation to to the world? I would say to all believers, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Seek first his kingdom. Obey his commandments. Trust his promises and spend the rest of your life getting to know him so you can love him and trust him and obey him without any hesitancy. And uh, Vanette and I have talked about this and concluded. My own desire was to die as I've tried to live, Galatians 2.20. Bill Bride is crucified with Christ. And I asked her if she would bury me in an unmarked grave as a testimony of Galatians 2.20 because dead people uh, are dead. (laughs) and uh, She didn't think it was a good idea. (laughs) So we agreed that we would have on our tombstone Bill and Vonette Bright, slaves of Jesus. With Philippians 2.7, Jesus was a slave. God, the creator, became, came to earth disguised as a slave. And Paul speaks of himself, Romans 1.1, 1, 1, slave, and Peter and others. So we'd have appropriate references. But Bill and Bennett Bright, slaves of Jesus. Because that's, as you know, we signed the contract in uh, the, the spring of 1951. Literally wrote out a contract and signed it to be his slaves. And it's the most liberating thing that's ever happened to us. I want that to be a testimony of the greatest privilege anyone can have to be a slave of Jesus. Well, I want you to know, um, over a year and a half ago, when the news came that it looked like you were going to be coming back to Florida, where we are here for this interview, uh, to spend your final days and to die, I spent several hours writing you a letter of uh, just expressing my my profound appreciation for being an employee for 30, 33 years um, of Campus Crusade. I'm coming up on my 33rd year, Bill. It's a miracle you didn't fire me. You're too young. (laughs) But I I really um, 
I appreciate uh, you, your life, and uh, I wanted you to know that face to face. Even though I wrote you the letter and, and expressed that in that letter, um, uh, God used my dad in my life and um, some key pastors to disciple me. And I, I count you right up there at the top with them of uh, men who've had a profound impact in my life. And I'm not worthy to hear that, but I, I was so moved when you expressed your love in that way, uh, the letter. I uh, treasure that. Well, I know you received quite a few of them because I, I would run into guys who had said they had been to visit you and... And I thought, he's not going to have time to die. <laughs> he's got too many people lined up to uh, express appreciation. But uh, I love you. Well, you are very special to me, Dennis. I uh, have shared with many people through the years what an inspiration and challenge you are to me. What a blessing you are. And uh, I'm just honored to be on this program. And I believe, in spite of the way God has already used you, the mm. best is before you. And I predict that uh, in your lifetime, mm. your influence mm. will be as great as anything I've been privileged mm. to experience mm. worldwide. You're very kind. Well, this is... Uh, this has been a treat. Over the last three days, we've been listening to an interview that was recorded uh, just a few months ago with Dr. Bill Bright, the founder and past president of Campus Crusade for Christ. And um, boy, there at the end, it was a tender moment. It was. And frankly, I didn't think I was going to have the opportunity to say that face to face, Bob. I had written some very tender words to him privately and had sent them to him because I thought, frankly, he was he was dying. But it was uh, it was not something that I intended to do uh, there at the end of uh, our interview. But uh, looking back on it, hearing those words again, it was, uh, it was a sweet moment. And I don't want our listeners to go away just yet because at the end I was sitting there and I was looking at you, Bob, and, and I really love and appreciate you. And I was saying, you know, if if I was Bob, I would really like to hear Bill Bright pray for me. Hmm. And so uh, I asked him to do that at the end, and he prayed for not only Bob but for me as prayed well. for both of us. Yeah, and uh, I want our listeners to hear that prayer. Before we play that, let me let you know that we have copies of Dr. Bright's book on the character of God, the attributes of God. It's called God Discover His Character. You can call 1-800-FL-TODAY to request a copy, or you can go online at familylife.com. Either way, we can have the book sent to you. This is something you can use in your quiet time. You can use it for a, a group Bible study. You can use it for family devotions. Um, if you're homeschooling, you can use it for your Bible curriculum with your children. This is fundamental to how we live as Christians. So let me encourage you to get a copy of this book. Make sure it's in your library. Again, it's called God Discover His Character by Dr. Bill Bright. And you can call 1-800-FL-TODAY to request a copy or order online at familylife.com. When you do contact us, if you'd like to get a copy of the complete interview with Dr. Bright, we've only been able to feature portions of it here on Family Life Today, but we have the entire discussion available on CD or on cassette, and you can request that resource uh, online at familylife.com or when you call 1-800-FL-TODAY. 
You know, as as we played back that conversation, Dennis, I was thinking about uh, the letter that you are going to be sending out to our legacy partners here in the next few weeks where you talk about the fact that we have lost our respect for authority and our fear of God. When we do know God, uh, we develop a reverence and awe for who he is. And uh, I appreciated your comments in that letter. It's part of our regular communication with those folks who do support this ministry on a monthly basis. Not only do they hear from you, but we often hear from them. In fact, uh, we had a legacy partner in New York State who wrote recently and said, pray for guidance on what would be God's perfect plan for us, whether we ought to add a fourth child to our family. We just finished our most recent home builder study, and our spiritual growth has skyrocketed. Thank you for your prayers. We are praying for you. What a delight to hear from folks who not only support this ministry with their financial gifts, but those of you who pray for us as well. We have just added a whole bunch of new legacy partners to this ministry, and thanks to those of you who have joined with us in this effort. If you'd like to find out more about becoming a legacy partner, or if you'd like to request prayer, you can write to us at Family Life Today at Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas. The zip code is 72221. Once again, it's Family Life Today at Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas. The zip code is 72221. Or you can make a donation online at familylife.com, and you can also phone in your donation at 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. Well, I hope our listeners have had the chance to listen over the last three days If not, I hope you'll get either the cassettes or the CDs of our conversation with Dr. Bill Bright. Uh, That dialogue went on for nearly two hours. And at the end of that time, Dennis, you asked Dr. Bright to pray for us. And we wanted our listeners to, to hear that prayer. Here is Dr. Bill Bright. Father, Father, Holy Father, we bow in reverence before your majesty. We are in awe of your greatness. When we think of who you are, we realize how little we are, how small Mm -hmm. in comparison. And yet, even when we were yet in our sins, Mm -hmm. you died for us. You love us. You delight in us. And I thank you that in your sovereignty, you chose Dennis and Bob to do what they're doing. And you've anointed them and given them favor Mm -hmm. and great blessing. And I ask, Holy Father, you'll keep them pure, keep their motives pure, their hearts pure, their attitudes, their desires, their actions above reproach, that they, Bob and Dennis, Dennis and Bob, will be men of God after your heart. There will be no sin in their lives that will hinder your working in and through them. That as they speak day after day, to millions of people. And that number, oh gracious God, I pray will increase by the millions. They will be channels of your love, your forgiveness, your grace to the multitudes of earth. I pray for the day when their ministry will literally encircle the globe, where millions upon millions day after day will be drawn closer to you, will love you and trust you and obey you, because of their influence. 
Lord Jesus, bless their families, their families and the children's children's children yet unborn, that they may always love you, serve you, trust you, obey you, and that the legacy of these men will go on and on until you return. Blessed Holy Father, thank you once again for these men whom you've chosen, whom you've anointed, whom you've empowered, and may all glory, honor, worship, and praise go to you. For we pray it in the name of the one whose name is above every name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ.